success in the new retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. And this is the Success in the New Retirement Podcast with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. My name is Mark Owens, and it's all powered by Acute Wealth Advisors. All the information, you can find it at successinthenewretirement.com. We also recognize that a good marriage is a partnership, and best-selling author Patrick Kelly says that's something that husbands, that's something that we tend to forget when it comes to financial planning. I think it's really important that you include your wives in this whole planning process. And quite frankly, guys, speaking from my experience, when I listen to my wife, there is a lot of added wisdom that comes, a different perspective, oftentimes maybe having me think about things in a different way. We want to be in this together with you. How many women are going, it's added wisdom, see? I told you. That's right. Leave leave it to us. So talk to me, guys, about when you have clients come in, married couples, you know, how involved should both partners be in planning for retirement? Well, I think it's human nature and I think everyone has kind of their strengths. And it seems like when people come into our office, there is usually one of the spouses that is in charge of the investments or the financial plan or the finances altogether. And I think a lot of couples divide that up in that way. And so sometimes it's the woman, sometimes it's the man. And so sometimes, you know, but at the end of the day, Damon and I really like to have both of them in the room Mm -hmm. because again, at the end of the day, if it's just the one that's in charge, that puts a lot of pressure on that person because they're the one trying to pick the financial advisor. They're the one trying to pick the investments and the plan and make some decisions. And it's always nice to have the other person supporting and and involved with that. And I think that's for a couple of reasons. Number one, you know, this is your money and this is your financial plan. And so you want to have a plan together that allows you to, you know, know that both people are going to be taken care of and that you have a plan if something should happen to one and that you have an understanding of what is going on if you're the one that's left behind. Yeah. The other thing is I think it's really important to understand just, you know, what your retirement's going to look like. So together you can walk out of that room and say, okay, awesome. We've got this plan. We've got this extra money. What are our goals and dreams that we want to do with that? What are the fun things we want to do in retirement? And you make a plan together and kind of dream together. And so, you know, you've got to make this something that jointly you're part of. Now, one of them is going to always be the the one, you know, watching or reading the statements or, or looking up the accounts more often. That you know, That's probably not going to change, but right. both people need to be involved. I would say also, you know, with that uh, one that's watching the statements is is often the one that's more aggressive. And then you also usually have a partner who's who's less aggressive and having both perspectives in there will help. Also build that plan around the the stage of life that they're at, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz that's super important in understanding that you're transitioning now from from a a period of time where you're working and working to now where you're not and and now you have to look at preservation as your number one goal with with growth as a close second so that you can have that stable retirement income and having both spouses there typically will help smooth that ride and being able to make a plan that fits the the family, not just one person. Tell me if I'm wrong in this situation. When it comes to getting my paycheck, of course, my wife, bless her heart, she takes care of all the bills. So when it comes to finances, she is on top of it. I'm very grateful for that. However, I take a little bit from each paycheck, and you mentioned it earlier. It's kind of my own fun money. It's not an allowance, but it's my own fun money. So if I want to take a trip to Vegas or, you know, get a new set of clubs or, you know, a road trip with the boys, it's my money. Now, am I guilty? Am I wrong in doing this? Or tell me I'm not alone to having just a little bit of side money. I do this exact same thing. Oh, thank you, you very know. much. Thank so you. Me and my wife used to kind of argue about some of that type of stuff. And so, you know, you'd, you'd come home and there was something new or new clothes or 
or you're wanting to go golfing and you're wanting to spend some money. And it's always nice to kind of have your own money that you can kind of say, okay, I'm going to save this up and go on this trip with my guy friends, or I'm going to do this. I'm going to buy this purse that my husband thinks crazy. And why would I ever want to spend that much money on a purse? Mm -hmm. But it's something I wanted. So I think that's a really wise thing to do because it's your money. You should be able to have the ability to just say, you know what, I'm splurging on this item. And I saved up for it, and we're good to go. So, yeah, and we're so, not we're not pulling it out of the bill pay. I'm not pulling it out of my kids' college fund. This is just my fun money. Right. I want y'all to flash back just a little bit. If you could reach back to your younger self and give you some advice about retirement and financial planning, what kind of advice would you give your younger self? I would say it's the same advice I give my kids. You know, I've got two kids that are in their 20s, and you know, and and they're starting jobs and things. And and the first thing I ask them is, "There a 401k in your job?" And do you get matching? And if you do, you find a way. Find a way to put in the match. Usually it's three, four, if you're lucky, 6%. But if you can do that, that's free money, right? If someone walked up to you on the street and said, I'm going to give you 10 bucks if you put your $10 in the bank, you would do it. And that's what, that's what companies are doing with their 401ks is don't give up the free money that's out there. And then the other thing I tell my kids is, you know, find a way to live on 90% of your income and save 10% no matter what you're making. That's what I've been telling them since they were five years old, right? And when it was chores and things like that, I, you know, I basically forced them, <laughs> you know, to save that money. Yep. But when they left the house, they're like, oh my gosh, I got this money. And they get out there and they start talking to people. And most of the people don't, they don't have anything to fall back on. And so you can always find a way to adjust your lifestyle to plan ahead. And that's the big thing is, is looking ahead and don't think you're going to live forever and don't think it's going to be forever before you get to retirement. Start planning now. So I would agree exactly what Damon said as far as those basic principles. Live below your means, start saving, take advantage of match. Those are all awesome things. Well, the other thing I would add to that is, you know, we have lots of clients that will refer their, their kids to us and we'll sit down. And there's a lot of times where we will tell their kids they can invest those funds on their own. Because again, when you're investing over a long period of time, picking the the investments that follow the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ, in most cases, those are going to do better than what your financial advisor does over a 20 or a 30 year period of time. Mm -hmm. And so what I would say is try to keep your fees as low as possible when you can do that younger. But as you approach retirement, that's where you need to get a financial advisor because the rules are beginning to change on you. You're going to have taxes be coming out of some of these accounts. You're going to have to start taking withdrawals. You're going to have to figure out how you're going to fund retirement. And when you start spending out of an account, you can no longer afford the ups and downs that the market brings to you on all of your money, or you're going to potentially run out of money. Right. And so I would say, try to keep your fees as low as possible. But when it comes, when you're getting closer to retirement, having a financial advisor that's charging you a reasonable fee to provide that advice and that direction and helping you actually build a financial plan that's going to be worth its weight in gold. And so you need to be looking at that as well. You know, and Damon, you said it right. It was, it was My mom told me when I was younger, you know, take 10 bucks from every paycheck and put it in a savings account. When I was 14 years old, I had my first job, 10 bucks. God, I wish I would have listened. I'd go back and just shake myself and say, do that. You, you don't know how big of a deal this could be. And the other thing I would tell my younger self is enjoy that hair and that metabolism because it's not going to be around <laughs> for, much, for much longer. Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions.
Investment advisory services offered through Acute Investment Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through its affiliated company, Acute Wealth Advisors, LLC. Tax and or legal advice is not offered by either company or their affiliated companies. Consult with your tax and legal professionals for guidance on tax or legal matters. The information presented should not be viewed as personalized investment advice. All expressions of opinion are subject to change. We are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. 